Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. What's up, guys? Ryan Satin here with ProWrestlingSheet.com for our SmackDown recap. No, Roca has not changed colors over here. You don't need to adjust. You don't need to adjust. Your computer screens, even though that's not really a thing that you can do anymore. Yeah. But we're here with Vinny Mancuso from Collider. Thanks for stepping in for Roka today. I am so happy to be here. Uh, everybody else went to Comic-Con, and I was like, I'm staying, and I'm talking SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, that's I, where the money is, the SmackDown lot. Yeah, when Roka said he couldn't be here, I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, oh, Vinny. But then, because Vinny's the only other person really here besides Christian in the office who watches wrestling, and Christian's filming Collider Live. So I, my first thought was to go to Vinny, but... His boss sometimes doesn't like when he, he like, doesn't respect it as an art. Form. Gets involved in the wrestling activities. He's here. been gone for like a day, and I was like, "Let's go. Let's talk some <laughs> wrestling. Let's talk what happened on SmackDown." Yeah, well, so let's, let's just do this before he finds out. Yeah, so, he's gonna uh, come back, and I'm gonna be fired. He's, he's gonna come walk around. Vinny, you're fired. <laughs> um, but Vinny is also a huge wrestling fan, oh, uh, lifelong wrestling fan. We talk wrestling in the office all the time together, so I'm excited that we finally got him in here for this. Uh, 
So let's see. SmackDown started. Uh, I'm, oh, by the way, uh, Roka, usually he has notes and stuff like that. Um, I didn't have time to make notes. So I'm looking at the recap from ProWrestling.net. I'm a big fan of their website. So um, shout out Jason Powell. That's who I just don't want to look like I'm like reading his words like they're my own. They're not notes I did. These are Jason Powell's. Uh, but just as a, you know, a, a, a sheet to run down I no here. Notes. I have no notes going off the top of the head. No, good, good. Attitude era style. <laughs> yeah, you had Bullet your coffee. Points. You're good this Bullet morning. Points. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> um, so it started off with Shane McMahon. Uh, Kevin Owens is walking in the door. Shane McMahon stops him there with security. Uh, and I, I could have sworn one of those security guards was that jobber from... From Raw back in the day, not back in the day, from Raw a few years ago when they first brought enhancement talent back, and he had all those weird comments that he said before Braun Strowman oh, beat him up. Oh, he said he likes uh, big sweaty man. Yeah, that guy, that guy, yeah. that guy. Why wouldn't you bring him back? Why wouldn't you bring him back? He was so good at his <laughs> he role. Was so, he was, who's better than Ellsworth? Well, I mean. Well, at least now we can say that. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I don't know. I feel like enhancement talent like that, like if they do their job well and they, they don't get in the way, they don't... Uh, you know, make it about themselves. Why not bring them back? Dude, it's, like a nice, it's a nice little gig for them. I, see, we're, this is why we. This is why Vinny and I talk wrestling so much in the office here because Roka's like so anti uh, enhancement talent, and I'm always like, no, if it's done right and it, it helps people get things over, like, no, it's good. It helps yeah, build exactly. people up. I'm with I you. feel like wrestling needs more enhancement talent. I mean, I, I one of the worst things about modern WWE is they have people like full time roster people that they just bring out every couple of months just to get their asses kicked. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you just hire a scrawny little man from the local dependent scene, have them come out, Braun Strowman powerbombs them, and then that's it. I, I, mean, I feel the same way. It's like, why would you turn the, your full-time roster into, into, jobs, uh, into yeah. jobbers? You know, why would you hire guys to be jobbers? That, that seems like, I don't know, it seems unnecessary, you know? Um, so, so Kevin Owens comes in the building, anyway. Shane stops him, and he says, uh, you're not allowed in the building tonight. You know, I'm having the town hall thing. Or people can air their grievances, but you're not allowed to come. You're disrespectful. You got to go. Uh, and Kevin Owens, uh, he leaves, he listens, and you know he's going to come back. In class, in the wrestling <laughs> Yeah. It's funny. I can think of a time in wrestling where an authority figure kicking someone out of the building ever worked. My favorite, uh, my favorite was, uh, I, I think it was John Cena got fired. And then was never gone. Like he, he, he got fired like one week, and then the next week he was just back. And the next <laughs> week he was just back. And, in, and the, my, the best pro wrestling trope is if you get fired, you just keep coming back, and you'll piss them off so much that they'll rehire you. It's the George Costanza like, effect. That, that's it. You're rehired, so so you can work for us again. And it's just like ah, oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And yeah. I I, uh, I I don't know how you felt about this opening segment, but I I just uh, it, it's strange to me that. They're just doing Stone Cold. Like it, 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 it's weird because I like Kevin Owens. Yeah. And, I, and anything to get him, you know, mm-hmm. in the spotlight is okay with me. But it's just so weird that they're doing Stone Cold, including the stunner, with no twist or anything. It's just like it's very obviously Stone Cold. Yeah, and and like I, there's nothing you know there's nothing wrong with the, the 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 rebel versus the authority thing, but this is just Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. With no twist on it, and it it it, it's, it kind of makes me feel like they're just like, well, they, they were, we're we're going for a younger audience. Maybe they don't know Stone Cold. What if we just did it again? I I was kind of wondering the same thing. You know, it's reminiscent of like, and I know Stone Cold's been around, yeah, around still. But I was saying the same thing to like with Christian the other day here, and I, he, we were talking about um, how they're going to be making Batman again. Mm-hmm. And I said to him like, I said, man, they could at least wait like, I don't know, like. 
10 years, yeah. 10 yeah. years, 15 years before they do another one. You know, like yeah. they should have like some kind of time between. And he was like, well, it has kind of been 10 years since they've done like a solo standalone That's Batman true. movie. And I was like, That's true. oh, wow, you're right. So if me as a huge Batman fan didn't even realize it's been 10 years. <laughs> I feel like you can repeat Stone Cold again. You can repeat Stone Cold again, but... I think that my the, the the where it crosses the line is that they just gave him the stunner. Agreed. And I was and it's like okay, like because you know they did CM Punk was the rebel guy and they tried to make Roman the rebel guy. I don't mind that. It's the fact that they're just like, what if we just like did <laughs> the same exact thing? And then he did a stunner too. And and I kept waiting for them to be like you know a, like a, a KO twist on it, but no, it's literally just like. It's kind of like uh, the lion, the new Lion King. They just uh, they they just redid it again with a different face. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I I was talking to Roka about this last week, and we were ta- we had a kind of a longer discussion about um, just wrestlers just taking such iconic finishers yeah, yeah. Uh, from yesteryear, and how like I personally do have a problem with it. Not not like a problem with it, like I'm all <laughs> a problem with it. Yeah. I just mean like deep down inside, kind of like you're saying. I go like it's a little too derivative like, like you know like it's obvious like it's, it's very clear what you're trying to do here a couple years ago when Dolph Ziggler just was Shawn Michaels like he just <laughs> had the hearts on his tight and he just started tuning up the band and I kept waiting for him to be like oh but there's, there's a twist on the gimmick but no he was just like my gimmick is I'm Shawn Michaels or when they had like uh, Becky Lynch for a minute she was using the rock bottom because she's for the people <laughs> yeah, you know like, and it's like okay we get it you know and I guess you know that's this is a larger conversation but that's that's uh uh a sign of the bigger problems of WWE mm-hmm. is that they're they had a huge success in the past, and instead of you know moving forward when the times get tough, they're like, what if we just did that again? <laughs> it's true. And uh, 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 you know they hired Paul Heyman, they hired Eric Bischoff, and times are changing. But I, it just seems to me that whenever the WWE, I, 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 as I'm saying this, I'm remembering that next Monday's Raw is the reunion. <laughs> And it just feels like whenever the times get tough, they're like, let's try that thing we did in 1998 again with someone else. And again, Kevin Owens is fantastic. And I think if you're going to do put someone in that role, it might as well be someone who's good at it. But I, I'm waiting week to week to see what the twist is. Yeah. And with the WWE, there usually is not a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I do think on the Raw reunion thing, we're going to get some kind of moment with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens both hitting yeah. stunners on Shane yeah. McMahon or something. Um, we'll, we'll get to those stunners later, but let's, let's first get to the town hall part. Oh, yeah. Um, I, okay, so we go into the town hall afterwards, Shane's in the ring, all, all the SmackDown wrestlers are on the stage, um, and then he basically says that he's willing to listen to any grievances the wrestlers may have. Says, uh, who wants to go first? There's two microphones there, and no one's going up, but then, of course, the big dog comes in first. Uh, big dog comes up and he says, Shane, I don't think you get it. Nobody in this room respects you. And as far as diplomacy goes, you can kiss my ass. Uh, Shane says Roman's going to be fine later. Deal with you later. Um, I like I liked Roman stepping up first. He's the locker room the, leader. The, the less Roman says, the better. Uh, <laughs> it was a little funny because Roman uh, went like a three-week period where he wasn't on SmackDown. So when he stepped up the mic, I was like, oh, yeah. Roman Reigns is a SmackDown superstar. But yeah, I, uh, there's a very specific way to do Roman. And 
like I said, the less he says, the better. And he's really good at just like being really like short and emphatic, mm-hmm. and, and be like you said, like appearing like the locker room leader. So I had no problems with it. Uh, yeah, you're right too. He this, I, I I've noticed a slight tweak on his character a little bit lately, yeah, yeah, sure. where he's trying to go less tough guy. And more like cool guy, yeah. You know, like, like even on Raw, he did that little wink it. at like Kayla uh-huh. or whatever. He did kind of like, a, or whatever. I, maybe I remember when he, they were first pushing Roman as a single guy. They went too hard into the cool guy. He, he was like, he, like he did that sucker and sucker dash <laughs> yeah. thing, and he like went to the camera, and it was like, but you're like a massive Samoan man. Like you, like, <laughs> like you, like you're cool, but you're not that kind of cool. This is like, you know, he knows he's Roman Reigns. He knows who he is, and he's like, I don't have to listen to Shane McMahon, and that. They're, they're, like, so close to nailing Roman. They're so close. They're, they're, so they're right there, yeah. And, and, like, people want to cheer for him. And he came back from being sick, and it was like, this is awesome. And then people were like, but please just don't <laughs> do not do that again. And, you know uh, what his problem is? Not his, his problem. What the problem, uh, the, what I see as the problem no, 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 no. is he, he has never really had, in my opinion, like, that one opponent. You know, like, yeah. the one that you yeah. remember as, like, that's that Roman Reigns feud where Roman Reigns came like he's good, he's solid. But I can't think of like that. They got unit. they got so close with Braun Strowman, where True. they were just killing each other, and Braun Strowman threw the chair in Roman's face, True. and they, then he tried to murder him with an ambulance. And I was like, this is so cool. But then they just kept having Braun Strowman lose the match. True. And it was like, uh, okay. And then that stopped. And I was like, that could have been the defining. And then the other problem is people were like, wow, Braun Strowman like rules like he should be the man <laughs> yeah so it was almost like too good of a feud where they were like i we love braun Strowman and roman reigns and they're like no you love just roman reigns <laughs> and, but it was so it, like that that to me was like back in the dark days of roman reigns i was like man maybe he is like the man like maybe this is cool and then it just ended and yeah you're right like, no you're right actually that's a good point braun Strowman was that was a good feud between the two of them but at the end of the day you're right i think it really did more for braun at the end of the day yeah. because and then they noticed that and they're like we gotta we gotta <laughs> pump the brakes on him being popular he's when he was just going around like killing people with parts of the set it was like wow he's like a comic book monster and they're like no he's a lackey for i think dolph ziggler or someone he's like, lackey for everyone for a minute like, he just went back heel it was weird yeah, yeah, yeah. i I do hope that with Heyman uh, at the helm now that uh, that we're going to get back to that. I feel like well, if anyone can get Braun back to like that cool well, they going, apex. Going through the set with Bobby Lashley was like the coolest thing they've done in, in months. Totally. And they had a cool camera angle, and I was like, the WWE is cool again. And then it just like wasn't the next week. But, but that's wrong. Oh, this week was cool, though. Oh, yeah, no. I uh, This was a good episode of SmackDown. Yeah, this was a good I, episode I of SmackDown. I don't, I don't know how much... Uh, Eric Bischoff was involved. At all. I don't think he was. Yeah, that's the thing. Every week, uh, I feel like when something good happens, people are like, thank you, Eric Bischoff. And then like the report comes out, it's like, Eric Bischoff will not be starting until thank, next week. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. And he's just sitting home petting his he's dog. Like, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Bischoff is very happy to take the credit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next, uh, after Roman, uh, Shane calls Charlotte Flair to the mic. Okay, so this is where I started to love this segment. One of the reasons I enjoyed this segment so much overall because mm-hmm. I really did think they did a good job of, like, the heels kissing ass to show that they're yeah, heels yeah. And, and doing things that heels should do to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the faces were doing good things to, like, get their characters over, too, because Charlotte comes up and she, she complains about, you know, uh, makes her sick to her stomach that Kevin Owens would take advantage of, of, her, of his kindness. Um, and then Liv Morgan hits the mic. And I also like one of the other things I like is how they played off of Kevin Owens's uh, Twitter p- 
post the other day where he used all the yeah. pictures of everyone not yeah. on the pay per view. So <laughs> I like, Kidman. yeah, with Billy Kidman yeah. uh, and and Vladimir Kozlov. They all should have been up there. <laughs> um, but. Liv Morgan was one of the ones on there. So I yeah, kind of like yeah. that Liv Morgan stood up as one of the yeah. only girls that was on there. One of the few girls that was on there. And, uh, you know, she approached the mic. She cl- accused Charlotte of being a phony um, and got a little bit of mic time. Shane cuts her off and they go back. Now, they didn't book the match there, but we'll mm-hmm. see them later. Um, Buddy Murphy gets up to the mic next, which is good. Yeah. We haven't seen Buddy Murphy since yeah. he got called up to SmackDown. Kept, best kept secret. Best kept that's, that's secret. That's not a joke. He's really good. He's they really should, good. You should put him on TV a lot more. And you know what? I really, really, really liked how he was used here because I felt like, you know, they easily could have gone the route of like him complaining that he hasn't been used mm-hmm. on the show uh, and, you know, going and kind of siding with Kevin Owens. But instead, like a heel would, he yeah. was like, no, boss, totally good with everything you've been doing. In fact, I want to help you more and beat that guy up. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. I feel like they, they've gone so deep into the realm lately of people being like, I'm not being used right. That the best heel moves to be like, I am being used right. The WWE is smart and know what they're doing. Like, we've all seen that over the years they've turned WWE in into the bad guy. Totally. And to have someone be like, I think the TV show is good and is doing good, people are like, boo, no, yeah. it's not. The show sucks. And, like, that's that to me is smart. I, it's, I don't know how smart it is to, like, point out to the audience that the show sucks, but... The way they used Buddy Murphy specifically was was very smart. I, I like that he, he you, you got to have the if you're going to have a heel authority figure, which the law apparently states you always must have. <laughs> WWE law does <laughs> state this, yes. Uh, you got to have those like slimy crony employees that are like, I think this regime is good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like I love I love the transformation of the revival into like just like. Corporate, yeah, like cor- they're like wearing suit, watches, yeah, and stuff. Like, necklaces because now because they're, they're like thriving in this terrible environment and because think, they've friended Shane McMahon, exactly, exactly. And I think that's like a very, I, I think, strangely enough, this this episode, what it did really well was world building. That's is, what I thought too, which is not uh, modern day WWE's strongest suit. Uh, th- th- I felt like there was like a real locker room with like a, a thriving community, and they like people had factions and cliques and stuff, and I was like, that's. The WWE I want. I miss when they like would walk in the back and they'd walk past people like arguing. Just, and, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, totally. The, like the WWE like video game cutscenes where you just like <laughs> yeah. walk. Like I miss, I miss that WWE. And this this felt like that. It felt like there's actually. The, 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 I feel like it's evolved where you, you just assume they go in the back and like fall into a dark hole and that's it. Yep. I, I, I like that this felt like there's an actual roster of wrestlers who care about the show and care about their careers and want. To do stuff, right? I always I always say that to Roka too. That like one of the things that I enjoy about wrestling is when they can make the backstage area feel like a part of the show. Yeah. You know, like when yeah. it's almost its own character, kind of like Sesame Street. You know, like yeah. where it's like there's exactly things happening like everywhere. Yeah, 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 exactly like Sesame Street. Learning life lessons, uh, but I did learn a lot of life lessons watching <laughs> wrestling. But anyways, um, and also with Buddy Murphy, you know, I liked with him that like you said with the world building stuff. You know, if Buddy Mur- when he comes out later. With the whole pack of dudes, mm. um, if he had just been one of those dudes, yeah, it wouldn't have really made sense. That's always the most depressing role. Yeah, when you're like, just there and no one's explained why you're there. Because even like the um, authors of pain were part of that mob at the end, yeah. and you're like, you're like, what do you? Why where have you been? And the only thing I can think of <laughs> like, was, well, Shane thought, well, those guys were, you know. If I'm making excuse, if I'm trying to make yeah. explanations in my head, was yeah. that they were also in Kevin Owens's Twitter post, yeah. and but they're bad yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, so he I was mean, like, hey come with me type thing, you know? But 
But I will say that I just like that because of this, it made sense for Buddy Murphy to be there at the end. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it'll make more sense for him to be booked. You got the sense that there are people in the back who support Shane McMahon. Yes. people who don't. So when the people in the... Shane McMahon army came out at the end. It was like, okay, these are the people who are happy with the way SmackDown is and are mad that Kevin Owens is complaining. Correct. All uh, I ask is for simple explanations for things in WWE that make it make a little bit more sense. Yeah, so, totally. That's all. That's, I, I don't ask much in WWE. No. But, and they give me even less back. A lot of them. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes all, all it takes is a simple bit of storytelling. Yep. And, and this was surprisingly subtle and good <clears throat> and it wasn't even you know it's funny a lot of times when they do these opening segments they set up like the main event mm-hmm. this set up the whole show because the next you had you know um what's it called we got apollo cruz come up next yeah, yeah. and then zelina steps up and they start talking shit set up later in the night uh elias strums his guitar um starts doing his whole thing biggie cuts him off uh and then that whole thing kind of like gets set up for later. So, yeah. uh, and they all kind of go backstage. It's over at that point. And then Cesaro, who's, I liked when Cesaro comes out and he starts talking. He's like, wait, dude, you're not even on SmackDown. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, no, I'm on Raw. Uh, and then he says he wants to wrestle um, Aleister Black. So we get the Aleister Black rematch, Aleister Black versus Cesaro. Um, good match, just, just as good, I think, yeah, as the paper rematch. Like a, it was like a best hits version of the Extreme Rules match. It Absolutely. Was a little bit more heavily favored towards Aleister Black, but I, I mean, I love both those dudes. I, I, I felt when they were in the ring, it felt like real. Like, you know, you know like a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of WWE matches feel like a WWE match. Mm-hmm. And then. When you see a match that feels like, oh my God, they're like hurting each other, like that to me is what Alistair Black and Cesaro felt like. Absolutely, De- definitely. Actually, man, that spot. I also like they played off of the spot, but that spot from the pay per view where Alistair Black jumped off the ropes to do the Meteora <laughs> and Cesaro caught him on yeah. his shoulders Cesaro. and then tossed him up and did the uppercut. That was insane. I don't know why they. This is like the Braun Strowman situation we were talking about before. Why do you ever have Cesaro say more than four words? Have that man come out and lift Braun Strowman over his head because he can do it. You know he can do it. Yep. And the crowd will go nuts. That, yep. that man does stuff that's like inhuman, which is kind of what you want from pro wrestling. You want the people to feel like they are not human. They are larger than life. And Cesaro, when he talks, especially with his mouthpiece in, you're like, this guy's kind of a goober. And he's got the braces, too, because of when, yeah. his, when, the, when, he, when he got him like, up his, into his teeth. His teeth up into his, like, went into his face. brain. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, first of all, I love the little touch that his mouthpiece uh, still says the ball. Me, too. It's really nice. I, I, like I noticed that. that during the match, and I, I like rewound re- it, and I was like, oh. I didn't, see <laughs> I didn't rewind it, but I definitely went, oh, yeah, when I, I like, saw oh, it. Shame. That's, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I, I, I think that they just need to have that man come out and do one Freaky thing every match. Yeah, can do it. It's, well, it's 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 frustrating because yeah, I agree. It's it's obviously the the microphone stuff that holds him back, mm. and I agree with you. It doesn't. I don't need him to talk. I don't need every not, wrestler to have great mic skills. Again, they, they want they want the Rock and Stone Cold again, and mm-hmm. those dudes could could talk for half hour, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, keep screaming at each other. But some like eventually they have to wrestle, and some people that's. That's how they get over. Yes. And I, I, I will never forget the, the WrestleMania Battle Royal when Cesaro threw... Big Show, the, right? Big Show? Who, I guess, yeah, big was show, still right? wrestling. This was like six years ago. Yeah, it was yeah. Big Show. And he was like this massive reaction. And like, I was like, that man should never say a word again. 
And then I, he came I, out, yep. like, I don't know if it was the next night, and he, like, counted the ring ropes wrong. <laughs> and he was like, these three ropes or something, or these three sides. And I was like, there's oh. four sides. This is how I learned your geometry. <laughs> and for years after that, he didn't do anything. I, I just think there's some people on the roster who are better served coming out, kicking ass, and then going to the back. Well, it's funny, because that's why he's always putting tag teams. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they always pair with someone who they deem as, like, more charismatic mm-hmm. on the mic. Sheamus. Jack yeah. Swagger, Tyson Kidd. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it with Aleister Black. If they were like, they're a tag team now. And I'd be like, that's badass as hell, but I don't want to see it. Like, like <laughs> Yeah, we can't stick him back in a tag team right away. I hope that doesn't happen. Exactly. Uh, Aleister Black wins the match. I loved the, the finish, too. That black mass where, he's, where he has the... the, thing the, comes the, out, the yeah. Yeah, it comes reminds out. me, I feel like back in the day, people always used to have gum in their mouth. Yeah, and all the time. When I was a kid, I was like, a tooth. That's always. the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I remember, still it, fall for that. It was very old school, and I, I, I appreciated it. And you can tell, you know, Cesaro is a trooper. He'll, 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 he'll come out and just, like, get his ass kicked, and it makes Aleister Black look like the coolest man alive. Yeah, and absolutely. I think right now, Aleister Black, after weeks of looking like an idiot just sitting in a in a closet did you hate all those oh my god i hated it so much come fight because they would always be followed they would always be followed by someone just coming out on stage and getting into a match and i was like just do that alistair leave leave the closet get out get out of that back shed you're in and just come out and shane man will put you in a match it's like it's cool in paper him being like come find me and fight me it's like that's really cool man but you literally work for a wrestling company (laughs) You work for your job is to fight people. Just put your name on the board. Yeah, Jamie, my uh, my co-host Jamie, he, his whole beef with it was like Alistair Black never explained where the room was, yeah. so it was always like, "Why isn't anyone fighting?" Well, you're not saying you where you, you are. Man. You're in some nondescript room. You're in Bray Wyatt's old promo room. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke. Everywhere. We don't know where Stardust's weird room is <laughs> anymore. Not, He's yeah. not here. It's in parts unknown, and nobody knows where that is. <laughs> Um, okay, so then next, Dolph Ziggler lobbies Shane McMahon to let him track Kevin. We oh, missed. wait, we didn't. We missed. Oh, duh. Yeah, I left out the missed. best part of the town hall. My apologies. Um, Cesaro comes in and says that. Um, but then when he turns, you know, when, when we come back to the ring, he turns around uh, Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens is now in the ring and hits uh, Shane, McMahon. Shane McMahon is the worst stunner known to mankind. Okay, so- it was like worse than Linda did back in the day. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, so here's the crazy thing. I, I, don't, I don't think for a second that they did this on purpose. No way, no. But what it reminded me of immediately was, do you remember the first stunner that Stone Cold ever hit on Vince McMahon? Where it was kind of tough, was like, yeah. And he like had to like... <laughs> yes, I do, actually. And I was like, oh, cool. Cool little throwback? Completely unintentional. It really was just Shane McMahon, like... Flopping to the ground. I guess it does suck to get kicked in the stomach, but like, <laughs> it's the simplest move in the world, and he somehow like messed it up. But yeah, I always think about that when someone doesn't get hit with a stunner well. Like, I'm not a wrestler, but I've seen Stone Cold hit enough stunners to where yeah. I feel like if someone hit me with a stunner, I would know how to sell it Ex- or could. I, I know it's a, it's a very hard thing to mess up because you just you know. Bleh. I mean, I but, guess bouncing off your knees isn't like the easiest thing. I'm not saying it's easy because I would walk into a wrestling ring and just like shatter both my knees like immediately. Like I would pull a Vince McMahon, slide into the ring, tear both my ACLs. Like I'm not saying anything in the WWE is easy, but it's just like of all things, it's like it's like botching an RKO. Like, yeah. You just fall on your face. But I will say it was a nice little you know reminder that of that first stunner on Vince McMahon, and I was like, it's it had like a like a sloppy feel to it, which is. 
I don't know. It didn't look good. No. <laughs> I don't want to say that it was like cool or looked good, but no. I don't know. I, it, 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 it brought back a little bit of nostalgia. But they yeah. also, they covered for it. Yeah. Because yeah. he goes down and Kevin Owens picks him up like, and then he's like, no. Down. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, the crowd still, crowd still loved it. It wasn't like they, wasn't like they were like, boo, you messed up. I dude. mean, the crowd is, ne- WWE audience will never not cheer for a stunner. That's, and uh, again, this goes back to your original point. They're doing the Stone Cold thing again. And if they can do it good enough, it does work. It does. <laughs> it does I mean, work. people love the stunner works. People love it's one of the best. They've, and people love people love seeing someone come from the crowd when they honestly the reason they keep doing the thing where someone gets kicked out of the building and comes to the crowd is because it's always hype as hell. People yeah, it's like great. he came back. Yeah, he's on a zamboni. Oh my <laughs> god, it's so <laughs> slow, but it's awesome. He's, they said he couldn't come back. They said <laughs> they, they told him he wasn't allowed in the building. How did he find building? his way back in? And, and I will say, I I'm guilty. I was yeah. like, he's back. No way. I thought he was fired. Like it's it, the formula works. Yeah. And, Sometimes I wish the WWE could find another formula. <laughs> hey, you but know. While they're doing it. If it ain't broke, know. don't fix it. Exactly. You, know, you don't need to fix it, you know. So, but it is pretty broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so okay, so yeah. So then we had Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Then backstage, Dolph Ziggler lobbies Shane McMahon to let him track down Co- Kevin Owens so that they can wrestle later in the night. Shane agrees. Um, then we get... Um, they're, they're talking about how Daniel Bryan later in the night is going to... Uh, He's going to make some huge announcement later in the night. So then we get Charlotte Flair versus Liv Morgan. Quick match. But I do think, you know, quick match. I feel like Liv Morgan did what she needed to do to kind of stand out as a singles wrestler. Yeah, I actually really like Liv Morgan. Uh, she reminds me of Jeff Hardy. I to- You know what? That's such a good comparison. Uh, she, I just like, she's like a very ragdolly, like, you just like, I feel bad for you, but I still kind of somehow feel like you're holding your own. Like, it's just like. Like, when Jeff Hardy, like, this match reminded me of, like, Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker, where it's, like, there's no reason why Charlotte Flair shouldn't win in, like, three minutes. Yeah. Because, like, Charlotte Flair has been built up to be this, like... She did win in three minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, but, uh, but you were, like, you still kind of felt like Liv Morgan showed enough spirit where it wasn't, like, a a squash. Yes. You you were, like, that was a match. Liv Morgan got her ass kicked. But it was still a match. And it it had a very Jeff Hardy... And it's funny, I never thought about it, but she does have that vibe to her, the multicolored kind yeah, of thing, yeah. attitude kind of thing. But who knows if that's going to stick around. Yeah, I'm wondering, so after the match, she, she loses, and then she um, she goes over to the, the announce booth, announce desk, and she takes the headset, and she, she takes it from Graves, and she says, Charlotte was right, when I come back, I'm going to be real. Um, so teasing, obviously, like a repackage of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if we're just going to get more of, like, the... Jersey Liv Morgan that we saw when she was still like in NXT, like the Gianna Daddio kind of thing, when she was like, yo, 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 when it had like the yeah, yo, 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 yeah, yo kind of music and stuff. I really hope not. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what that meant. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I don't, I kind of like her character now. I did too. Uh, I, I, maybe it just means that she's gonna try harder to win matches. I don't, I, I, again, I, I, all I want from WWE is a little bit of intrigue. And I was kind of intrigued, and it's kind of they got me in, in one match. I got me in, interested in Liv Morgan, who hasn't been on the show in months mm-hmm. and hasn't been without the Riot Squad in uh, years. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to know what she means by being more real. So I, yeah, it intrigued me too. I, I don't know what it's going to mean, but I'm I was also yeah, intrigued. It, it, I hope it's not like five months before we see her or something like that again. As a thing, remember what's uh, I don't even Mojo. Know. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I knew exactly what I meant. He was in the back with like his face all like X Men up, and he was like, I, and then, then and now they're using him in, in uh, online videos exactly. that are like yeah, shot yeah, during yeah. the commercial. So I, I I hope she's on the show next week. Yeah, <laughs> I I am hundred percent with you. Like maybe some sort of like hype thing where yeah. she's like getting you know she's yeah. doing something to kind of like get back to her roots or something. Because I was confused because wasn't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Sarah Logan on Raw this week or maybe last week? She was on Raw recently, mm. and she also still had the Riot Squad music. And yeah, I was thinking yeah, to myself, yeah. why are they still using the Riot Squad yeah. music? So when she came out and she still had the Riot Squad music, I thought to myself, the shakeup was like months ago now. Shakeup does not exist. Yeah, <laughs> you could have found music by now for I Liv know, Morgan. Right? So I was a little like frustrated at first, and then I was like... Oh, oh, they're getting past. They're it. getting past it now. But I hope I like, like you said. I really hope they don't go back to that that thing she had in NXT because it's basically just Carmella. First of all, she would just be Carmella. But and second of all, I, I, I like I like her vibe now, and I don't want them to like revert her back to what she was in developmental. I think she really came into her own as part of the Riot Squad, and I, I'd like to see her sort of. It, it, I don't want to just compare it to Jeff Hardy, but it's kind of like how Jeff Hardy was still Team Extreme Jeff Hardy as a singles person, but he, you know, did his own thing. Yeah. He, he wasn't still a tag team wrestler. And I think, I don't know, I think Liv Morgan's going to have a very Jeff Hardy-like trajectory in a perfect world. I think you're right, too. Let's just hope she doesn't have, like, that weird blue face paint like Mojo Raleigh next or, week. Or, like, get arrested for drugs. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bailey and Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, we had okay, so short match. Wow, it was one minute and thirty-five seconds. Crazy. Um, which I'm kind of surprised considering yeah, they've been pushing Mandy and Sonya so much. Mm-hmm. Um, then Caleb Braxton comes in the ring, asks Bailey who her challenger will be at SummerSlam. Bailey's pretty rough on the mic here. I thought, in my opinion, she does this long yeah. like, hmm, Bailey, hmm. Bailey. Bailey. Bailey still feels. I feels like she still thinks she's in NXT, where people are just be like nuts for everything. So she does these like long like waiting for the crowd to cheer, and the crowd just like say it. <laughs> like I and like this this whole segment. I I don't know what what vibe they're going for, but it just it, it felt off. And it's a little cringy in my opinion too. Weird. Yeah. yeah. And like she just. I don't know. I, I remember just, being like, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, okay, now turn like turn on her. That's what I would have liked. I was like, okay, do something. And then her music just hit, and uh, Ember Moon is still just like, I, title match. And Bailey's like, title match. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, I don't know, man. I, 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 we've talked about this a lot out in the office, but like, I, I just really want the WWE to like, tell stories again. And all of its main roster, feud, all of its title feuds are just like, you want a title shot? Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, why? I don't care. Like, I, Especially want- with the way they've treated Ember, Ember Moon lately, like she's kind of just been like getting what just beat Ember up Moon? by Mandy Rose and Sonya. <laughs> we were saying what? the same thing. What is her character why does lately? She have red eyes. Is, like, she, is she a werewolf? Is she a, what? What is a warrior goddess? And why if she is? Why does she play video games so much? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone whose nickname is the Warrior Goddess should be like, thanks for the title shot. Me and neither. Then, like hopping around and then like pulling out her switch backstage yeah, exactly. and like sitting in the corner. Like, you the know? Eclipse is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, but. That you, your, your character can't be, I have a cool finishing move. Like, I completely agree. She comes out, her entrance is so cool, and then she's just a person with red eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do you have red eyes? What's your deal? And yep. It, it, it just, I don't know, they, they build to these pay-per-views where all the stories are like, I kind of want that title. 
And they're like, uh, I respect you, but I want the title more. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know, none of these people feel like they should be fighting at yeah. all. And it's just like, why, why should I care if the characters don't really care that much? Totally. No. Although it is, I mean, it is, I, I, the one positive is it, a, it is a fresh matchup. It's not, Agreed. It's not, you know, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. For the, Agreed. But, but I don't need, like, like, I would prefer a better story than a fresh matchup. Yeah, no, 100%. You know? And, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know what, what vibe they're going for, but it, it, it was not achieved. Especially for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, this is like your second, third, not counting the Saudi Arabia shows, which are the biggest shows of all time, but uh, yeah, it's the second biggest show As of the year. As good or better than WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, equivalent. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I just want, I, I just want some... I want the word is feuds, and none of them feel like they're feuding. They just feel like we will have a match at this date. Absolutely. Like, see you there. Yep. Yep. No. Totally. And I hope they amp things up yeah, in we'll, this eventually. We'll they have one SummerSlam like a couple of weeks away. Like, uh, yeah. It's like it's like August tenth, eleventh, something like that. Oh wow. Yeah. So still got a few weeks away. Hopefully something happens. In between. Uh, agreed. Uh, so then we got Nakamura doing a backstage interview. Ali approaches him, just says, so I want to say congratulations, champ. Did you like that? Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> the match itself, if they have a match, that's dope. They're, they're all Fresh matchup, yep. Uh, I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I thought it was cool that Shinsuke said chaos, because people would be like, oh my god, that's the thing from New Japan. Totally. Uh, but the exact same thing I just said... Shinsuke Nakamura won the IC title because he walked up to Finn Balor and was like, I want that belt. <laughs> now he's the champion. Ali walks up and he's like, <laughs> I want... They've been doing vignettes for weeks where Ali's like Batman on, in the streets. And yeah. He's like, I will fight for justice. And, I'm, and then he shows up and he's like, uh, you want to have a match? And that's, that's going to be the start of the feud. And it's yeah. just like, how hard would it be? Shinsuke is such like a great slimy heel. He's so good at being like a like a cartoon villain. How hard would it be to have him been doing something nasty? Ollie shows up like the superhero. That yeah. Train man. Nice person guy. How hard is that to do? I just, I feel like the intercontinental title has turned into like, it only starts with someone doing a backstage interview. <laughs> you, you can only get an intercontinental title yeah, shot exactly. if you interrupt someone's backstage it's, it's interview. It's like the opposite of the 24-7 title. There's a very short window, and if you're the first person to walk up, boom, you're the number one contender. <laughs> it just it, it annoys me so much because that was the start of the, the, the Finn, ba- Finn Balor and Nakamura feud. And <laughs> now he's the title, and it starts the exact same way. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I sound like a crazy person because I have like the same... Complaints about everything with the WWE. Uh-huh. Like, I, I just, I, I just really want them to. They have thirty writers. <laughs> <laughs> they, I agree with you. They very much could have done something to flat, yeah. make this a little more flashy. It's not like they have like seven hours of TV time a week. Like it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not like they have their literally their own network. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that. Yeah, they. I was a little. I, as much as I'm hyped for the, the two of them yeah, yeah, to yeah. wrestle, because it is a new, fresh match. Well, how did you? How did you feel about this this moment between them? Same way as you. Okay. I live at the same way as you. I was always, as it was like, wait, you just did this with yeah. Finn mm-hmm. Balor and Sh- Shinsuke Nakamura. My only thought was that they thought to themselves, well, we don't need Br-. like a few weeks ago. They thought to themselves, well, we don't need Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. to have a title. So yeah. and he's going to beat Finn Balor at yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah. So let's take the title off Finn. 
but do we want it on a healer face? Well, we want it on Ali, but we can't have Ali beat. You know, we can't have yeah. Ali beat Finn. So let's just do this. And this is kind of like their easy way around. We get drops to Nakamura, and then at SummerSlam we get Nakamura and Ali. Ali has a title. I agree with you, though. As a, as a start to things, it's lazy. Yeah, I, and, and again, exactly like we said before, they have like four or five weeks, and the feud itself is exciting. I, I think it's going to be dope, and they have time to turn it into something other than, let's do it at SummerSlam. Like I, we'll see. I, I, with all things WWE, I'm like, well, they still have time. They still have two weeks. It's the go-home show. Maybe they'll do something cool. It's the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, no, now it's at 8 o'clock well, and it's it'll, over it'll, shit. It'll, it'll all reset after this pay-per-view. Uh, WrestleMania is in four months. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. I still haven't gotten used to the switch of pay-per-views starting at four. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm from... And I'm, you're from the East Coast, so it's I'm even from weirder Coast, from you. So I, it's so weird uh, getting home after work and Raw has started already. It, I don't like it. <laughs> anyway, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it's, it was a... Man, it was a life changer when I finally figured out how to like watch streams of raw on the internet because otherwise i used to just never be able to go on social media before it's annoying yeah and uh the weirdest thing was wrestlemania because wrestlemania was over at like eight o'clock and i was like great i guess i could you know i guess this is my night now (laughs) like that's cool that's why with uh i never i i I try not to ever complain about time stuff like that because people in like the uk are like f you yeah f you bro like 2 a.m yeah we're like up in the middle of the night watching raw like it's just Never worth it. <laughs> it's just like I stayed up to see something cool. <laughs> and it, it also explains why UK fans are so passionate. They're like, "Bitch, we stay up till like yeah, no, like early to watch this respect. stuff." Respect, like give them a pay per view every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, give the UK people a pay per view for I'll God's sake. I'll, I'll stay up. I feel bad for them. Or I guess I'd wake up early. Whatever, whichever. Whatever it is, we'll whatever do it. Is, give yeah. them, just give them something. Exactly. Uh, so the next we had New Day come out. Uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods. Um, they basically all three talk about all being champions now, um, and basically they, they, they were they didn't care what Daniel Bryan and Rowan were. Or Daniel Bryan was getting announced, so they came out first, kind of like interrupt him. So then Daniel Bryan comes out and he just glares at New Day with a microphone in his hand, and then he turns around, and walks backstage, and then they're like, "What?" They're like all confused. They're like, "You're not gonna say anything." And then Daniel Bryan comes back out like a minute or two later, stares again, looks really intense. Then walks back. They're confused. Same thing. Comes back out. Only this time, he drops the mic. There's like a mic drop without saying anything. And I loved when Xavier Woods said, how are you going to do a mic drop without saying anything? Like, all loud. Yeah. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan goes to the back. So we still don't know what his, um, his announcement is, is going to be. Then Smojo comes out to talk shit. Then uh, who can, Elias comes out next, which... Why is with theme music? I was, <laughs> I was just gonna say that like, you hear this? the strum so much mm. that you don't. We don't even recognize his theme music, yeah. and he's like a main character on the show. Yeah, I, it's funny. Like, why not just do the strum at this point? Because it's more recognizable. You, you heard like no reaction. People were like, oh, like is this a new character? No, it's just a lie. Hundred percent thought it was a new character walking out. Yeah, was man. very confused. Um, and then uh, Randy Orton comes out. Get old Randy. Good old RKO, and then, you know, more shit talking. Randy says he's not going to do the six-man. They go him into it. Then they have the six-man match. Uh, the six-man match ends with Randy Orton hitting the RKO on Kofi Kingston, pinning him for the one, two, three, which I feel like is a good sign that we're going to be getting Randy, Kofi Randy. Kingston versus Randy at SummerSlam. 
Uh, I like it. Yeah, I uh, out of the three, out of Samoa Joe, <laughs> and I feel bad because Samoa Joe is just the man. I know. I love Samoa Joe, but like, there's only so many times I could like see him cut the best promo and then just lose. I know it sucks. Like uh, they got to give him one I know, title it's just, run. It's just, he always gets there at the wrong time. Just have him win something. Like it's just it's crazy. But he's he's a little dead in the water. Elias. Major title opportunity at SummerSlam, not not quite. Mm. I mean, I, Ra- I could see it, but it wouldn't. Yeah, it doesn't excite yeah. me as Randy Orton. Yeah, and Randy Orton is when when Randy Orton wants to be Randy Orton, he's he's still pretty great. I uh, it's it's just a matter of Randy Orton cares, <laughs> and it, he seems lately to be like really revived and like enjoy what he's doing. I yep. think he went through a, a patch where he was like didn't want to be a wrestler anymore, and uh, he works well with Kofi Kingston. Uh, now he does, not back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I and it's fun to see those two, the roles reversed with that. Only this time, Kofi's champion now. I like that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I've been really enjoying Kofi Kingston's uh, title reign. Me too. Uh, I kind of love that he is excited to be a champion. I feel like that's uh, a, a lot of times in the WWE, it's very obvious that the the title is a prop for the feud, and the per- it's just being passed from first person. I love that's what I love about the New Day is that they they're like so excited that they're champions, yep. which I think all wrestlers should be. Yeah, and uh, Randy Orton is such like a good like buzzkill, <laughs> like like uh, across from that. It, it, I, I think that feud has a lot of potential. Again, like everything at SummerSlam, uh, well, it's looking that way. All the feuds are cool. Yeah. And they're cool. On paper, for sure. Yeah. On paper, yeah. And it's just it's a matter of what they do with it. And if they're like, if next week they do another tag team match, and then the week after that they do like a two out of three falls match, and we watch X pins the X champion happen two more times, and that's the feud. It's like I won't be surprised, but like (laughs) I don't know. I feel like SummerSlam. It's it's, we didn't. There weren't any two out of three falls matches last night. There wasn't. I noticed that. I I was thinking that to myself when the when the show was over. I was like, they didn't. And I I think they they don't need to do it as much on SmackDown because they have Uh the commercial break sometimes where they can show the match. But still, I noticed that last night. I thought to myself, get around it. Did they just not have matches during the? No, because I think they had sometimes they had the box like they do sometimes, or they just did like their old school way of like which is just just, please, which is totally fine. Please just wrestle during the commercial. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I uh, God, I I remember the first time they did a two out of three falls match. It was on the show where they did uh, Braun Strowman and what's his name going through the the wall, and I was like, whoa, a random two out of three falls match. This is the best Raw ever. And then like. (laughs) The next week they did another one. I was like, "Why? What's going on?" And then they came out that they didn't want to wrestle during the commercials, and it's just, it's just so sloppy. And if they want to quietly do away with that, then they have my full support. I, they never have to explain why they were doing it. They never have to explain anything. Just start wrestling during commercials again, and let us never speak. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll never say anything of it again exactly. if you guys do that. I'll pretend like I've, I've, I'll, the I'll two out of three falls era. I'll is, forget it. Is dead. Yeah. Um, so then we had Carmella and our truth backstage. Our truth hiding in a washing machine. Said uh, somehow how he's now Kane how used Kane to do it. Um, and then I love what Carmella suggested he go to Comic Con, and he said, "Don't call me a con. I did my time. I did my community service." Uh, but I hope they do a thing with him going to Comic Con. That would be funny. Oh, 100 percent. If they did like a twenty four seven title thing at Comic Con, like that's what it should be, man. They should. They, 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 I remember when they first started doing it, it was like, it was just people running around like Scooby-Doo, and I was like, that's a little funny. But it's become such a, like, unique thing 
that is like it, I, you told me like a, like a month ago that my favorite part of the show every week would be R Truth and Camilla running away from Drake Maverick. I'd be like, well, that <laughs> me too. In what context is that happening? But uh, yeah, I, it's like made to 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 do stuff outside the arena, which is something that WWE has been missing for a long time. It, I actually think it might lead to Drake getting to wrestle because. On 205 Live yeah, last night, yeah. I guess I haven't watched the whole show yet, but I guess he snapped yeah. and he beat up it Mike was, Bennett. It was really good. I don't. I, don't, I saw the clip on Twitter. I very rarely watch 205 Live, but people were like, this, this, "You got to watch it." I did, and I was. It was a really impressive segment. I wish there was. More. Oh, so you watched last night's? I only watched the segment. I okay. only watched the segment, and it was really Mike. Mike Bennett was really impressive. Uh, I don't know when he just became CM Punk. He looks, sounds, and act, like his manner. I watched the segment. I was like, if you close your eyes, you're like CM Punk. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just a really impressive segment, and. I hadn't realized until then that Drake Maverick hadn't wrestled. Uh-uh. The only time we've seen him wrestle is when he challenged for the 24-7 title and lost in like one second. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't realized that. And if they smoothly transition him into like an actual wrestler, which he's very good at, he's, he's just an all-around very talented dude. Well, I saw he did a promo, too, in the show after that, yeah. and where he said, like, you I, have to wrestle me. I think th- I think so I think they're going to wrestle next week. I hope that they let him wrestle for real. I know. I, and not like our, that R-Truth match. I know. That's like the danger of it. You feel like... They've turned him into such a punchline, which he's so good at. Yeah, he's great <laughs> like, at it. He's, he's so good at it that it's like when he announces a match, you're like, God, I hope it's not like a joke. Like if they have like a real 12-minute match, perfect. And I really hadn't realized that he had not wrestled since he's been on the roster. Yeah. He's just peed his pants. And you know what? When he was spun in Impact, he didn't like – he had that time where he wasn't like wrestling regularly. Mm-hmm. And it built up to like that cage match against EC3. And then it was, like, really serious. And that's when he had, like, a real good serious mm. turn that was, like, a really good match. Uh, so, I don't know. I think they can get there with him. So, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Uh, okay, so we also had – we're getting run out of time. We're getting low on time. But, so speed, uh, speed yeah, speed well, this round. is easy to speed through here. We had the Iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> um, I, I just want to say that as much as I rolled my eyes at this finish where they just – Mm-hmm. rolled out of the ring and left, even though it's classic heel stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I did want to see a match between these two teams. Like, I was excited yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Billy Kay is just so entertaining. Oh, my God. I, I love the Iconics. Yeah. And I think this is the way they had to do it, because there's really no realistic scenario where the Kabuki Warriors, like, don't, like, just, like, rip their spines out of their... Fair. Like, 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 they had to do something to keep the titles on them. But, uh, yeah, they're the, kind of, they're the kind of people who, you know, turn nothing into something. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I appreciated that. They're it's, like the R-Truths of the female yeah, division where they can exactly. just make it entertaining. Exactly. And I was like, like you said, I was mad, but mad in, like, a, the way they intended. Which is, Me too. We're like, oh, I wanted to see them wrestle. Heels. Heels. <laughs> <laughs> which is not always the way. It's usually, like, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Um, the next, another short match, Andrade versus Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. Um, 55 seconds, really not much to say here. Andrade wins. Oh, sorry. Apollo Crews wins mm-hmm. uh, in 55 seconds by surprise. My only gripe here was that, like, they did the exact same thing with Cedric Alexander on Raw with, like, the surprise yeah. underdog mm-hmm. victory like that. Mm-hmm. So, um I thought it was a little too much similar to that, but at the end of the day, like, Apollo getting in a crew, Apollo Cruz getting a win is good. I like Apollo, and if I, he's going to uh, get more TV time, great. Yeah, I, I wish he had a personality of some sort. I, 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 I wish there was a reason for him to exist, but he's uh, super, super good at wrestling. I feel like he has more personality if he were given an opportunity. Well, that's what I mean. I, I also think he'd be better as a heel. I remember when he was in uh, Titus Worldwide, which 
rest in peace, Titus Worldwide. Uh, Worldwide. Exactly. It was so. They, I was like, oh, this is. They're giving three people that aren't on the show. That is a gripe for like five months ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think give, whenever he's given the opportunity, he's like a really, really likable guy, and he. But he just sort of comes out, does his incredible stuff. He's like the opposite of Cesaro, where I'm like, where I'm like, ah, just give him a little, give him a little something. All I ask is for a little something. Just give him a little thing. Yeah, exactly. do something. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I, I, I like Apollo. I, I hope that they're going to start using you him more. Disagree about something. <laughs> no, that's that's what Roke is usually here for. That's why that's why I have Roke on the show. We disagree usually on everything on the show. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, then we got Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, it was what it was. You know, I, you know. They wrestle for a little bit, then Shane McMahon leads this big posse mm-hmm. out. Um, we had uh, Nakamura, B-Team, Drew McIntyre, AOP, Shelton Benjamin, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy uh, Andrade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murphy. I had Andrade next, and I threw them next to their Elias, Samojo, and Cesaro. Um, Ziggler hits the zigzag, but it doesn't matter. Uh, and then uh, Owens hits the stunner. Also... A bad stunner that that the cell yeah. of it, not his, yeah. but the cell of it was like, what the guys? You How, all, and and Dolph's like the best at selling. I, know, I was like exactly. shocked. Yeah, I uh, of all people, I yeah. thought, I, of all people, I thought he'd, he'd you know do the backflip. Me too. He'd rock sell that one, you know. I don't know. Maybe I, when when the when the only constant is Kevin Owens, maybe maybe it is Kevin Owens' stunner. I don't know how you do a bad stunner, but mm, they're, they're, so, they're, if you can land, my whole thing is always like landing on my butt without without fear. Yeah, when he did one on the floor, I was like, I think I don't know if I would agree to that. Do would that. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, that would hurt. And then uh, you know they pull. They, there's a whole thing. Uh, Shane pulls Evan, Kevin Owens out. Uh, Owens then gives another stunner to Shane. This one was better. You could tell Shane yeah, wanted redemption. This, this was the one on the floor, too. Yeah, yeah, this is the one on the floor, um, but would have hurt, like we just said. And then he just hightails it out of there. Straight you can tell uh, everyone chases after him, mm-hmm. and you can tell that they like kind of had a few minutes to spare. They're like, oh, shit, we got we to waste time. They keep doing that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, I feel like if I was on the production's end, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the, the you know, rules of network television are i'm not i'm not really well versed in that but to me it almost feels like it would be better if if they went out of time like not obviously like they overtime to, or under time like uh, they can't go overtime but it, it would almost feel better to me if in the middle of all that they went long and the show had to end then me for, too and for it to end two minutes early and then for them to be like like it, it, and then the things they do. Because actually, you're right. I like the whole chaotic exactly, vibe and yeah. running away. If it had just ended with Kevin Owens running out of like, we gotta go, yeah. everyone, blah, blah, that would have been great. That to me feels like a better uh, feels like a better show. It yeah. feels like oh, like the, 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 this is chaotic and they're running. There's wrestlers. Shane McMahon is coughing for some reason, and uh, but the things and they, like check our social media exactly, to find out yeah. who I am. That's all you gotta do. The things they do to fill the time never never work. It's, well, it's usually a promo with one of the McMahon. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, and it's just like, and the crowd is like waiting for like a, a climactic moment, so the crowd's always super quiet, and then like they always have to hit someone's music randomly. It's just, ah, oh, it's so awkward, and that's the end of your show. Like, like that's what's gonna. Like, yeah, well, this sh- one, this one was awkward because it was like it was Shane going. What was he saying? He goes, uh, he's, gonna, he's gonna pay. He's gonna pay. He's gonna pay, and then he shoves a woman. 
Well, because he wanted like shove a woman, but like the, you had Kayla like sticking the mic in his face, uh, and he was like, he was like, Grr! and like wow. shoved her arm out of the way. And I was like, well, don't do that. Right, That's there, a girl. Becky Lynch took the end of days, and anything's possible these days. <laughs> Shane McMahon's shoving women all over the place. I was actually surprised more people didn't point that out on social media. Like, I don't I, think it should have been like an outrage thing, but I was like, oh, heel even, maneuver there. I didn't even notice. I yeah, he was, definitely. I think I thought the show was. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked in some of the moments where Drew McIntyre was just very much in the background, like not carrying in a lot yeah. of the shots of these big groups of people. Drew McIntyre is another one who should like never be a lackey. Like, that man yeah. Is like a, he's just a Viking yeah. man. Like, he's like more powerful than all those guys put together. Exactly, yeah. And so I, I kind of get the vibe that he's like kind of getting over, just like over being the lackey. McMahon, and he's going to have a big moment, hopefully. I like the way you think. All right, we're done here, everyone, but thank you for watching. Vinny, where can people find you on social media? I am at VinnyMancuso1. Oh, yeah, it's right there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> right there. And you guys can find everything that he does at Collider as well. There's lots of All right. good stuff there. Also visit Collider.com. Collider.com. we got to plug that, so at least if I get in trouble for bringing him in here, Pretty I'm like, those. hey, no, we plugged Collider a bunch. <laughs> uh, and you guys can find me, I'm at Ryan Sand on social media. It's at Wrestling Sheet for the site and all the shows. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where all the videos are at. If you're listening via podcast and you want to watch our faces while we talk about these things, you can do that. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. While you're there, make sure you like and subscribe. Leave comments. I read them. I read them all. I respond to the good ones, but I, I do read them all. So uh, please leave them there. And if you just want to listen via podcast while you're driving or working out or cooking or doing whatever, just go on your favorite podcast platform and search Wrestling Sheet Radio. All right, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. ProWrestlingSheet.com Hey, little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 